Welcome to MBSing. I am your host, Mary Beth Smith, as always. Um, maybe one day there will be a host that's not me, and uh, then I won't be able to say, as always, anymore. Who knows? I've got some ideas up my sleeve. Uh, I was talking to Brett before... Oh, my guest on the show today is Brett Dorman. He's not a member of an improv team I'm on. But he did used to be a roommate of a member of an improv team I'm on. So, you know, there's still just that limited circle of people that I'm working with. <laughs> oh, boy. He did ask me if I was ever going to have someone on that I didn't know. And I was like, well, maybe, probably, uh, after I get through all the people that I do know that I think are interesting and worth talking to, which is pretty much everyone I know. Uh, everyone's got a story, you guys. Everyone's got a love of a thing that they want to talk to me about, hopefully. Uh, but before this recording, I was talking to Brett about how um, I may be changing up the schedule, or not the release schedule, but the schedule in terms of um, types of guests. I might do something on my own. I might uh, start uh, lifting the limit on an hour. I don't know. Um, it's my own podcast, so I make my own rules. That's what I was getting to, was that any of this that I do, no one can stop me. It's, it's my it's my jam, you know? It's still, it's still going to be MBSing. It's still going to be people coming on to talk about things that they love. Uh, but I might, might change it up a little bit. Because we've done 20 episodes now. 20 episodes! I've done this 20 times. It's pretty impressive. I hope. Who knows? Uh, anyway, um, that's that's a little tangential. Um, been thinking a lot about recently about uh, responsibilities and time management. Something I am usually thinking about now that I have a job again uh, and have less time to do things. Um, isn't that that? Oh, gosh. When you get home from work or your show or whatever it is, and you know you have ton to do, but you just kind of want to decompress and watch an episode of TV and talk, in my case, talk to my roommate if she's here, and we haven't talked in a few days, and it's just so that dichotomy between knowing you have things to do, but also just wanting to take some time to yourself, not really having enough time to do both, is tough. And I've been talking to some other people in the um, Chicago improv community about that concept and idea. I guess it's not really a concept. It's just like a conflict almost. Um, yeah, so I guess that's what I'm struggling with most frequently right now. And uh, not wanting to let people down because I haven't worked on the things I need to do. I haven't gotten back to emails that I need to respond to. I haven't written whatever I need to for whatever group I'm working with. I haven't, you know, scheduled 
other recordings of the podcast, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. I'm not trying to make myself sound important because I'm not. Uh, but I'm just trying to air out and talk out a uh, thing I've been dealing with a lot, especially because I think I'm going to touch on it a little bit in my uh, monologue that I still need to finish for uh, the Nerdalogs November run. Uh, did you see that seamless transition into plugs? Uh, no, you didn't, because it was seamless. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then once I pointed it out, I completely go off the rails. I'm an idiot. Uh, we have a run coming up on Fridays, November 10 o'clock p.m. at the Public House Theater. Please, please come check out one of those shows. I'm so proud of this group for what we've pulled together. Um, and I really, really am ready to share this uh, with everyone. Um, past guest and possibly future guest, who knows? Uh, Ryan Ben is understudying for a member of the group for two of those shows. Um, so if that's any incentive at all, come out and check out Ryan Ben. Uh, I'll, Ray Ray Wednesdays, every Wednesday, 8 o'clock, the One Group Mind Theater. Check that out. Um, we have a show this Saturday in St. Louis for any of our St. Louis listeners, which don't exist. Uh, but if they do, come check us out this Saturday in St. Louis, 10 o'clock. Don't know the name of the venue of our show. It's part of the Compass Improv Festival. Uh, listen to the Nerdalogcast and your stories. Uh, those things are great, I promise, like, probably better than this, there's just more people involved, and it's more stories, and, and more talking, and more fun, so if you like this, you should definitely like that, um, another, uh, podcast I'd like to plug really quick is called, uh, The Bearded Ones, um, or a Bearded One on iTunes, uh, it's a couple friends of mine from Greenville, South Carolina, who I met when I was in college. Uh, really, really incredibly nice, funny guys, uh, Evan Harris and Jason Underwood. They were in an improv group uh, at another theater in the city uh, that I worked at a little bit before I moved out of Greenville after I graduated. Uh, so check out The Bearded Ones. Um, just two guys shooting the poop um, and uh, really... Really nice, really nice dudes. Funny stuff. Uh, without any further ado, let's hear from Brett about Godzilla. I liked the um, <laughs> your, uh, Nerdalog cast. Uh -huh. Very first episode, because you guys were just talking about right. like Final Fantasy. Uh -huh. Which I played 7 and 10 and a little bit of 9, I think. Uh -huh. But I, I played 7 until I got to Sephiroth and then never beat him. Oh, yeah. They were talking which, about how hard that was, yeah. right? Yeah. And then when you guys were just talking about all the systems, like even though I don't play the games, uh -huh. I was like, oh, that's fun. Oh, like, it's cool. All, I it's like, cool to know. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like your podcast, because like, I like hearing people talk about things they like. Me too. Which when my dad, whenever my dad drives me anywhere, like, oh, I got to go to the store. Do you want to go with me? And my mm -hmm. dad hates going to the store. <laughs> so most of the time I'll say yes because I feel bad. Oh, but if he's like, yeah. hey, you want to go to the store with me? I'm like, all right, sure. <laughs> he, listened, he just listened to sports radio. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I'm not into sport. Like, I can watch a sport. Mm -hmm. I can enjoy a sport, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not the kind of guy who listens to sport radio. Right. But when you hear people talk, when you hear people talk about what they like talking about and stuff they know about, mm -hmm. 
it automatically elevates the conversation. I think so too. You know, so it's yeah. not just like, oh, some public access guy going mm-hmm. like, uh, so the football game was on last night and, uh, well, uh and this, was, these guys yeah. are like, oh, what are they doing? This trade was ridiculous. Yeah, the passion yeah. behind it makes it completely it's, different. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, and I think, I'm glad that the podcast has become something like that. Uh, I've been recording for a while, so we can start talking about your topic if you want. <laughs> I figured the transition was going to be a lot more smooth. Uh, no. No, just just me not knowing how to host my own show. Uh, my guest today is Brett Dorman. Um, he's here to talk to us about Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah. 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 Any particular side of Godzilla, just in, in general? I think I've just got so much to say that Good. just... I mean, it's Godzilla as the genre. As uh-huh. like, you know, kaiju, which is now like back in the mainstream because of Pacific Rim. Oh, like, cool. When you say kaiju, a lot of people now might know what you're talking about uh-huh. in terms of um, kaiju is that like Godzilla sort of... You know, like people in rubber suits, mostly. giant, like yeah. giant monsters. There's giant uh, monster movies. I forgot what the the term is. It's like giant whale. Oh, whale, or it's what like kaiju whale actually beast. means? Yeah, it's. But um, yeah. So just Godzilla in general. Awesome. Just I just love, I love that kind of stuff. Uh huh. So, uh, what was your entrance into your love of Godzilla? Um, I've got two. I've got a two-parter for this Good, one. good. I've got, I grew up in Rochester, New York, and uh-huh. so Wegmans. Like Wegmans With uh, Nick Johnson? I did. Former I, guest on MBS. Guest number four? No effects? Uh, yeah, but, it was pretty close to the beginning for sure. Um, he, yeah, we went to the same middle and high school together, moved out to Chicago together, uh-huh. and... So, like, Wegmans is a grocery store uh-huh. right there. And it's, like, it's expanded along the East Coast uh-huh. a little bit. But Nick has talked about it before. Yeah. And they used to have, like, a video store. And when they had VHS, it was awesome because they had a bunch of different types of a bunch of different things. And cool. then once DVD kicked in, it was like, well, we're not going to go and order our entire back catalog. We're just going to get uh... the new stuff. So then they phased VHS out and only got DVDs. And then Interesting. They, and then they were just like, oh, this, this thing is stupid. Like, let's, And now they don't have a... They just uh, have Redbox, you know? Gotcha. But um, they used to have four movies for four nights for $4. Ooh. Which was awesome. Yeah. Because a lot of times my dad would let us get a theme. Mm-hmm. You know, so like we'd watch classic monsters. So mm-hmm. it was like The Invisible Man, Wolfman, Frankenstein, and The Mummy. Like, we uh-huh. watched all the classics. That's so cool. And so that makes so much sense knowing right? how much how much you love film and, and how much of a vast knowledge you you probably know more about film than anyone I've ever met. I'm that's not an exaggeration. And, I mean that. Well, I didn't even like as a kid I wasn't like, "Oh, this is my <laughs> calling." Like I went right. to college for I started to go for computer science. Right. Before I was like, "Well, am I going to follow, you know, they always say follow your dreams." Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess I'll do that thing. But I mean, I don't even know if I mean in a technical sense. You just have a yeah. vast film knowledge of yeah. things that you see. And this could be it. Like I mean, I like a lot of the sillier, goofier stuff to right. defend. Like, as I grew older, I was like, I guess I'll get this independent film. Right, 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 right. We used to rent, like, classic monsters. We used to rent um, Kung Fu. Uh-huh. It's so, like, you know, early Jackie Chan stuff, like uh-huh. spiritual Kung Fu or um, Five Deadly Venoms we'd rent. And sometimes, uh, I'm trying to think of other genres, but I can't off the top of my head. Sometimes, like, sports movies. Whatever. Sure. 
sometimes we'd rank Godzilla. And the great thing about Godzilla is, like, there's not just a genre. Like, Wolfman is kind of, like, just Wolfman. Uh-huh. Or, like, I just went to um, a, a horror festival this past weekend. Oh, yeah. And they showed Wolfman meets Frankenstein. So cool. So, like, oh, they're starting to combine them. Yeah. But Godzilla's, like, 27. Godzilla versus Mothra. Godzilla versus... Yeah, it's 27 versus... movies. Uh-huh. And he fights so many different things. Uh-huh. And so when you go and you're only getting four at a time... And you're a kid, so you don't mind watching things over and over and over. Like, we would get Godzilla movies all the time. That's awesome. So that kind of, like, helped. That uh-huh. was not just like, oh, I think I kind of like Godzilla, like, whatever. Like, no, like, every so often, one night would be dedicated to four Godzilla movies. That's great. And TNT used to show, like, marathons mm-hmm. and stuff. But, so that was, like, that was my unknowing inception sure. of the love of Godzilla. But the first time it ever became... And that meant that I... <laughs> I'll often use Inception to to get people to have a good answer for that uh, uh, question. So it makes sense. That's a perfect Inception. But in this sense, like, I knew that I liked Godzilla, but I didn't know what I liked about him. And I didn't know that other people felt differently about oh, Godzilla. Oh, cool. Like, yeah. I didn't know that people were like, oh, Godzilla's a guy in a rubber suit? Like, that's dumb. Like, Boring. to me as a kid, yeah. I was like... Godzilla is awesome. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you put away in the back of your mind that he's a guy in a rubber suit. But as a kid, especially, and like this is what I try to hold on to now that I'm an sure. adult. Like when I watch a Godzilla movie, I'm watching two monsters go at it. Yeah. You know, like I'm, and I'm like rooting for one. I'm just rooting for, you know, like seeing all their special moves. And like there's humans doing some, usually involving aliens. There's like a human storyline. Okay. Somewhere in there. But okay. for the most part, like you're watching these monsters go at it. Uh-huh. And in sixth grade, this was like before I knew Nick though, in sixth grade, I went to a school of choice. And so it was kind of weird. It wasn't like a private school, but it was kind of weird a little bit. It was small. It was a middle and high school combo. So we didn't have a cafeteria in the sense that like everyone got together. We Uh, had a small cafeteria where you'd go get your food. Then you'd go back to your classroom. Interesting. And in my classroom. Kind of like a magnet is, like a magnet school? I don't know what that is. Or... what do you like? School of choice. School of choice was in our in our school district. We had so many schools that like this school was. You didn't have to take an entrance exam to get in, uh-huh. but you would say like you would automatically go to a school. So I went to like Buckman Heights as an elementary school, and then uh-huh. I was supposed to go to Apollo, and then uh-huh. I was supposed to go to Olympia. We lived in Greece, so like all of our high schools uh-huh. were, were like Greek oriented. Uh huh. So instead of going to Apollo and then Olympia, I went to Odyssey. And that was... <laughs> <laughs> and that was like, oh, I had crazy. to specifically tell them, that I want to go, go there. here. Okay, so it's it's kind of like a magnet school. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a similar And like, our, usually the, the, the classes were only about 100 kids. So it was like oh, a small... Mm-hmm. But if you took our whole school district, we'd have like, you know, a thousand or yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. So, in class, like, I was in middle school, and, like, as you're a kid, you're watching stuff, and, like, you know, you see middle school on TV, and you're like, oh, no, and, like, lockers and hallways. This looks terrible, yeah. Yeah. But then I got there, and it was like, lockers were in our classroom, we had lunch in our classrooms, and, like, we had a TV with a VHS machine in our classroom, and I was like, I talked to my teacher, I'm like, hey, can we watch movies during lunch? And she's like, yeah, sometimes people do that, like, if you guys want to organize something. That's awesome! So I organized it so that... Like, and this was, again, before I knew I loved movies, but it makes sense thinking about it, does it now. It so like, much sense. I organized it so that, like, 
Okay, the big problem is how are we all going to decide a movie? So uh-huh. what I decided, or like we decided, was we like I would pick a movie, and then like these like another group would pick a movie, then another group would pick a movie, and if you didn't like the movie, you just didn't really watch it. You uh-huh. would talk to someone else or do so whatever. you did a rotation. Yeah, we did a rotation, and like the girls all wanted to watch Titanic, of course. Which I mean, you get like I was what, in its heyday, thirty minutes, yeah. for, <laughs> For lunch, and like you have to watch this three-hour. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because so. I, I was, it was really big when I was in fifth grade. Yeah. Everyone, we, when we would be in um, choir or like our school's choir, and whenever we had breaks, someone would go over You've to the piano the and start playing "Heart Would Go On." <laughs> inevitably, oh, inevitably, someone knew how to play "Heart Would Go On" right. on the piano, <laughs> and it would always just bring the house down. <laughs> Oh, Titanic. God damn you. <laughs> and the first movie that I decided, like, well, what movie I'm going to pick? Like, I had a couple VHSs and stuff like that were mine. I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, 101 Dalmatians. Right. <laughs> like, I had some that were mine. Uh-huh. And I was like, what movie could I possibly play that, like, every, like, that'll get everyone behind this? Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, duh. Obviously. Yeah. Like, and, like, in my brain, I was like, it's got something for everyone. <laughs> It's um remember like in Pulp Fiction, uh, uh-huh. there's kind of that deleted scene that they make reference to about either you're an Elvis man or a Beatles man. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, well either you're a King Kong man or, or you're a Godzilla, Godzilla man. man. That's, like, that's how I thought. And I'm like, and now they're fighting. Uh-huh. And everyone's gonna this love is this movie. Perfect. So I brought that one in and I didn't realize that like Godzilla was kind of a joke. Yeah. And For so sure. people were, like, making fun of the movie while we were watching it. And I didn't, like, take it personally. Because uh-huh. I'm like, this movie's awesome. Like, you guys are dumb. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, they weren't making fun of me. Like, hey, you're Yeah, that's good. This. That's they good. They were just making fun of the movie. But here's where, like, I'm still struggling with this as a concept. <laughs> One of the scenes in King Kong vs. Godzilla involves... They, like, this group has to go to the King Kong Island. Uh-huh. And... They have to basically capture him, bring him back to Tokyo or Japan, and make him fight Godzilla in hopes that he'll defeat Godzilla. Okay. Because even though Godzilla's kind of a good guy, he's also, like, he's the savior of Japan, but also the destroyer hmm. of Japan. That's it. I was going to ask that. Do you feel, because when you're saying that you rally behind certain monsters, do yeah. you feel like that changes from movie to movie? Whether Well, you're... I like bad guys in movies in general. It's so, like my favorite is King Ghidorah. He's like, yeah. He doesn't have any arms. He's just got wings and he's got three heads. Spits <laughs> lightning. And awesome. he's one of Godzilla's toughest enemies. Okay. No doubt. And so I just like... I mean, I'm going to root for Godzilla in the sense that you need to root for the main character. Because yeah. you like him. Or like uh-huh. the hero. But like... I just love that character. Uh-huh. So I'm going to root for him to be as badass as possible. Sure. Because then it gives Godzilla something to strive to beat. Sure. Um, but in this movie, they have to like bring him to Japan. And so what happens is this octopus comes out. And King Kong has to fight the octopus. And then afterwards, the Japanese people get all the villagers together. And they start beating these drums. And it like hypnotizes King Kong. Oh. And King Kong starts taking this berry wine juice and it's a rare berry that's only found on the <laughs> island. And he starts drinking it, and he starts getting drunk. Oh and my god! To get him drunk so that so they, they can, can helicopter him, him over yeah. to Japan. And it sounds ridiculous. It sounds stupid, and it is ridiculous, and it is stupid. But you know, if you're a fan of it, you're like, 
Well, of course that's how they do it. Um, duh. <laughs> like, how know. else are you going to capture a King Kong? <laughs> I don't know if there's, like, the scene on YouTube, or there's got to be, like, a clip of his face. Because mm-hmm. King Kong makes a very certain face okay. when, he, when he gets drunk. And if you watch it, like, I don't know how you can make fun of it. Uh-huh. Because it's very clearly already in on the fact that it's this dumb. is ridiculous. That's good. Yeah, I think there's definitely a line there in any filmmaking or or any art really of uh, self-awareness. Yeah. So I think that yeah, like you said that has a certain level of self-awareness and it's harder to like it does make sense that you can make fun of King Kong or like Godzilla versus King Kong or any Godzilla movie in general. You can make fun of it. I'm not saying it's like Perfect to the degree that no one can say anything bad about sure. it. Sure. But how can you make fun of something that's already in on itself as a joke? Right. But, like, how can... Like, I don't see how you can make fun of it because it's doing it already. If anything... I mean, I mean, it's, you know, that we were kids then. So yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, those guys were assholes. They didn't know what like, they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, now, like, even now as I grow up and, like, talking to my friends now, it's... How can you just not respect that for going, hey, this is dumb, but we're going to own up to it and we're going to do it to the best that we can do it. And if we can have a little bit of fun, sure. But I mean, like I said, when the monsters start fighting, you're not thinking like, oh, that's silly. That building, obviously, like you could see styrofoam there or whatever. Right. You're thinking like, these monsters are destroying things. Cool. Yeah. Like, why not? Like the more you get so much more out of it, if you... Are willing to buy like, into it mm-hmm. just a little bit. Willful suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good example of something that's in on itself that people try to shit on. Because I do think you're right. I absolutely think you're right. That there are things that uh, in culture that know exactly what they are. But the, I think the hard part about it is differentiating the things that know what they are versus the, the things that know what they aren't. Yeah. I, I'm or that don't know that that this is ridiculous. I, I think it's easier to think about it in music for me than in film. So you have, you know, does Miley Cyrus know that she's being ridiculous? Is right. she in on her own joke? You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a question. <laughs> it's a question. I don't know the answer to it. But even well, like this is in in film terms. This is going back. Um, Oh, I forgot the name of that movie, but it's the movie, it's the, the Miami movie about the drug, it's Dragon Force is the band, and they play, and they fight ninjas, and Miami, it's not Miami Vice, it's not Hotline Miami, it's, it's something, I, I, it's totally escaping it's not, me right now, um, uh, Alamo Drafthouse just re-released it as a thing, um, but, um, I don't know what you're talking about, I'm sorry, um, oh, wait, but, so it's it's a very bad movie. And okay. sometimes these things like I went to um I went to that festival that was at Music Box. Sure. And it was just bad movies. Mm-hmm. Like one of them was All made. the horror movies are Oh no no, 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 no. it was, it was a, a bad one. movie festival. Okay, like, I thought you were talking about Specifically a bad movie festival, but the guys behind it were of the idea that no movie is so bad that it's good. These movies are just good in a different way. Interesting. And that's something that I was like they were, like, I was really starting to get into that as That's really my own philosophy. Like, uh-huh. how, like, I used to like Critters, and I used to call Critters a guilty pleasure. Bad, yeah. Or you could even say, let's bring it back to Godzilla. Like, I really like Godzilla. And as someone who's getting older, it's like, 
you like Godzilla movies? Like, right. people are a little more lenient. But, like, you like Godzilla movies? You like Critter? Like, I thought you were a film guy. Like, you mm. shouldn't be like, like, Citizen Kane and Casablanca. I'm like, yeah. like, how can you like both of those at the same time? Mm-hmm. Good, excuse me, good movies and bad movies. I'm like, well, cr- I don't call Critters a guilty pleasure anymore. Like, I fucking own up to it. I love Critters. That's like, cool. I really love Critters. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. So, I try not to have things that I refer to as guilty pleasures anymore either because I think I like them for a reason. And if they have that aspect if they have that thing that i like then how can i just blatantly say oh this is bad i don't know why i like it no there's something there that is getting me interested for one reason or another um do you find the movie was called miami connection okay it's Um. i mean if you look it up on youtube and you look up miami connection mailbox scene (laughs) it's quite possibly like like it's the draw of the movie. It's like okay. the hippie Kaye of yeah, the movie. It's sure. the one scene where everyone watch, like everyone can watch it and go like this. Like just imagine that for almost 90 minutes. Okay. It's ridiculous. Well, how old is this? It's old. I mean, Elmo Draft House brought it back as a resurgence. Mm-hmm. And um, they're starting to do that now with some movies. Like they've they distribute some really unique movies that are like currently being made, but then they kind of go back and find these like cool. gems. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I understand what you mean. Like, how, like, one of the big ones is The Room. Like, is oh, The Room sure. in on itself? Is it not in itself? Like, during the making, was it in on itself? Because Tommy Wiseau has embraced it as a cult classic, and he's embraced it as a So Bad It's Good movie, and now it's, like, now he's trying to copy that by... Sure. When he goes out and does Q&As, like, he, he tries to act, like... And you can tell that mm-hmm. he's acting a character. For sure. That was sort of created on accident by his own creation. I I think so too. I but at think... the same time, like he <laughs> he is crazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. He's. I think he. It's it's really hard to even begin to discuss the room as something yeah. that was in on itself or or you know knew they were making a bad movie right. because Tommy Wiseau is so yeah. bizarre and so unawares and and like you said i think the only reason that he's tried to even take that standpoint is because that's how people were watching it i totally agree with you um but yeah that movie is terrible (laughs) and no one can ever deny that but i can tell you're almost (laughs) well there's a i mean this is kind of a detour but in terms of the room what i have to say is like first tommy wiseau he's foreign Mm -hmm. who knows where he came from because mm-hmm. if you ask him he'll give you a different answer or mm-hmm. dodge it but he's foreign and so foreign people or like people from foreign countries have a different way of looking at life that's just how it is it's mm-hmm. not good it's not bad it's just how it is how it mm-hmm. is so he's foreign he makes a movie and it's gonna have that like when you watch a foreign movie it kind of has that diff- it's a little different there's a little bit of a disconnect own. yeah now not only is he foreign He's batshit crazy. <laughs> so, like, you are, are, you're not just, like, once removed. It's like you're once removed, and then that's, like, um, what is it called when, it's, like, squared. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. You take that, you remove yourself. Yeah, you remove yourself. It's exponentially removed, because uh-huh. it's, like, foreign and, and then And top crazy. of crazy. That's a really good way and, to put but it. But I think the movie is, the movie's not, like, a, a brave commentary on whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I think, accidentally, it is kind of, 
They go through a lot of tropes, like the mother in yes, the character. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with the you. The mother in the character is like, I have cancer. Boom, that's it. Never comes up again, yep. never resolves. Super it's true. Just, yeah. hey, I have cancer, and that's it. And so this movie uses a lot of tropes that in any other movie used just the right way uh-huh. would be like, oh, that's so sad. Uh-huh. But then like in this movie, it's laughable. And so, uh, the love story, like yeah. it's just two people having sex for really long, gross sequences. Yeah. And like you said, in any other film, there could be a similar story and you see this really touching um, romantic <laughs> scene and you're like, oh, but in this or, is um, grotesque. The kid on the top of the roof getting assaulted by that drug guy. Yeah. Just like rail him about it. And he's uh, like, you're not my real parents. And he's like, I'm going to pay for your college. It's so bizarre. But at the same time, if you... If like, you a lot of people out of go it. there and like, we're going to play football during the movie. And it's like, ah, all right. But if you actually like kind of remove yourself just a little bit to uh, look at the movie, uh, it's really weird in the sense of how much you can see the strings and manipulation and what mm-hmm. they were going for and how, if it did work, it could work to a normal degree. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it would be a good movie. But, th- I mean, there's no denying the fact that the movie is, like, it It understands the tropes. Like, it has the formula for mm-hmm. what it needs to be as a movie. Mm-hmm. It just plugs all the pieces into the wrong spot. It's completely, and yeah. It's, it is a bad movie. Yeah. It is a really bad movie, but... It's accidentally sort of almost a commentary yeah. on like how formulaic these movies can be. Mm-hmm. Because, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm not going to like defend the room, but <laughs> I'm not going to be one of those people also, who like, who tries to perp, like I, I, the whole spoon thing I don't get. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's a spoon I've seen in it at the, the music box. Yeah. yeah like, there's it's a picture crazy. of a spoon in a frame a table. and it's just like something you go to target and buy and like they didn't put a picture in they just uh, left it as the spoon right and then people are like throwing spoons shouting spoon, spoon picture like, that i don't like yeah. so what so the set decorator didn't put a picture like yeah some of the editing continuity things like every movie it's you know it's a low budget i don't know so some of that like making fun of it way too much mm-hmm. i can't get behind but at the yeah. same time i'm not gonna defense it's not yeah. a huge critical work of art yeah well i mean i don't think that's totally off topic because you're talking about something that's uh mostly a foreign film series yeah uh what do you how do you feel about it outside of those 27 movies like Godzilla 2000 and stuff like that. Well, Godzilla that. 2000 is part of the series. Okay. The 90- oh, I didn't there's realize a, that. There's the, um, I think it's 98. Mm-hmm. The 98 Godzilla is just called Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And that's the Roland Emmerich mm-hmm. version. And like when I was a kid, like there's certain certain movies. I saw Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I saw Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I liked those movies as a kid. And yeah. I watch them now and I'm like, okay, well, Mortal Kombat is passable, uh-huh. maybe. But Super Mario Brothers, no. It's that movie terrible. is just terrible. That movie's terrible. <laughs> when I watched Godzilla as a kid, I saw it. I left the theater, and like me, my dad, and brother went to see it. And we were all like, my dad just, he doesn't really like a lot of anything. <laughs> me and my brother were like, this is so dumb. Like their target oh, audience was really? us. But I like their target audience was kids. But I don't think and they had, still didn't like it. I don't think they had expected kids to see all the Godzilla movies. Oh! So when we went there, we were like, Godzilla one doesn't breathe fire. There's kind of a part where he steps on fire and breathes, and it kind of like makes the fire shoot out a little bit. Weird. So he doesn't breathe fire, and 
he gives birth, so like Godzilla's a mom, and that's kind of like eh, you uh, know when you're a kid, you're like I don't want Godzilla to be a, a girl. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, moms but... aren't cool. Girls aren't cool. So Godzilla like, Godzilla's gives birth, a boy, <laughs> and even though there's a Godzuki character, how in old the Godzilla, were you when that came out? Tenish. Um, so if it was '98, I was about twelve. Okay, and. Uh, in the series, there's Godzuki, who's, like, his son, but, and, like, there's no mom around, so it's kind of like, I wonder how, like, where did Godzuki oh, come from? Like, single I, dad. I don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, he's a single dad. And, but, and then in the movie, spoiler alert for Godzilla, they shoot him care. with, like, six missiles. Uh-huh. And he dies. Right. And I've seen movies where Godzilla fights Mecha Godzilla, and Mecha Godzilla shoots him with all these, like, super atomic, spiny, like, badass missiles and Godzilla's like on the brink of death and then Godzilla you're like how's Godzilla gonna get out of it it's kind of Superman syndrome sure like how does Godzilla get out of it he like levitates heals himself and then goes back and like lays the smack down on Mecha Godzilla so you're like Godzilla can survive a couple of missiles Pretty, yeah you know I mean? so when I saw this like Godzilla didn't fight a monster which was dumb because I think like they're making a new one Oh. Godzilla 2014. It's got Brian Cranston in it. Whoa. Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen. Who's Ken Aaron Taylor Johnson? Kick ass. Oh, okay, okay. And um, Elizabeth Olsen, who's great. She's amazing. Um, Ken Watanabe is going to be in it. Uh-huh. So they've kind of and there's a lot. There's a lot. Like that's probably half of like the super famous cast. Cool. Um, if you watch the trailer, they just released a tra- teaser trailer, but uh-huh. then they took it down. Oh. So it was kind of leaked, but I saw it, so I was like, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be fake at first. It was like oh, one of these fake things, but no, it was And awesome. then you're like, whoa! <laughs> it's got what the, a Truman, pleasant surprise. the Truman speech after they released the bomb, uh-huh. where he's like, he's quoting from the Bible, and he says, like, the gate opened, and the angel came out, and the angel said, and it gives a slight pause, like a short beat, and then you hear the Godzilla roar. Oh, cool! Oh, that's so badass! That's really cool! But in the wake of the destruction, you kind of see, like, remnants of these monsters uh-huh and i think they hinted at the new godzilla is kind of going to have monsters other monsters to fight cool good so even though the story is going to be focused on like the army and military dealing with godzilla like how can you go from that the first godzilla the is a serious movie it's like a frankenstein type allegory of like oh cool. you know technology and nuclear weapons are bad and we created like you know, is science, can science be used for good and evil? Like, you know, all this stuff. And, like, Godzilla is a threat. And he comes up, he shows up, he destroys. And then they have to get rid of him. But as Godzilla grew, it obviously grew into, like, he's just got a bite. Monster things. movie. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know how they thought back then that you could go from single serious Godzilla movie to multiple monsters in one movie back down to single series because right. like you that's a you can't go back right so referring to the godzilla that came out in 98 right whereas when they yeah. tried but to then again back. like i don't think they expected like i didn't see every godzilla movie but i had seen a lot sure a lot of them yeah i think that happens with a lot of series at this point i think that that filmmaking of that type is really aiming for a broad audience as opposed to a big fan for instance the star trek films yeah i don't think they're expecting guys like nick johnson for instance who's seen every episode of you know certain 
through a certain series of Star Trek to come in and really know all the backstories and these characters and be able to say, ugh, this is... I mean, granted, he really liked Into Darkness. We wanted to see it together, and we both really liked it. Me, someone who has zero Star Trek background, and him, who has a plethora of Star Trek background. And I know that he may be in the minority of big Star Trek fans who really love that film. Yeah. But at the same time, I still think that's a success. I think if uh, Abrams or whoever you want to cite as the the driving force behind it can make a film that I loved as a non-Star Trek fan, just someone who really likes Benedict Cumberbatch and (laughs) a lot of the rest of that (laughs) cast, and someone like Nick who has all of this background has seen all the movies. Uh, we went home or I went over to his place right after we saw into darkness and we all watched, uh, uh, wrath of Khan. Cause yeah. I had never seen it before. <laughs> so I watched it. I watched the episode with Khan uh-huh. and then this, the movie like a couple days before it came out just uh-huh. so I could have it. And I mean, a little Khan, bit of- Breath of Khan's a pretty badass movie. I, yeah. He's, he's a pretty badass guy. For sure. Um, but I think, like, in that it regard... It was late, so I fell asleep a little. <laughs> <laughs> in that regard, like, yes, if you're going to take something that's very niche and kind of expand on it, you need to... You can't change certain things. Yes. Like, you can't... You have to stick with the spirit of the movie. Like, yeah. I don't mind, like I'm not a purist by any means. Uh-huh. Like, when I see comic, like, I know, um, I probably shouldn't say, like, but Iron Man 3 has something involving a character where they take the comic book character and completely turn it on its head. Yeah. And in that the... regard, like, go for it. If that's yeah. what it, if that's what you need to do and it uh-huh. is in line with what you're currently doing and uh-huh. you're giving nods and references, like... Then by all means, again, go for it. Again, I had no background for that right. character, and I really liked that yeah. storyline. I thought it was really interesting and funny, even, yeah. um, and played very well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, because in terms of that, like, a lot of... If you're going to go for, like, remakes... Like, we could talk about Godzilla in the sense that remake or, you know, moving it to, um, uh, like, comic books in a way... Like, comic books have stories in their comic mm-hmm. books and, like, certain arcs. Like, you know, they keep talking about Iron Man and saying the devil. Like, I never read comics as a kid. I, I knew a little bit about I, I mostly know about the characters from the video games. Oh, okay. Like, you know, I know that their powers. Sense. Yeah, yeah. And then as I grow older, like, I, you know, Wikipedia now and then. And, like, mm-hmm. I know the general sense, but I'm not into it, into it. So, like, Iron Man, devil in the bottle storyline, all this stuff dealing with alcoholism. And people are like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? It's like, well, you already have it. It's yeah. right there. Just read the book. Yeah. The one problem with like that is Sin City, because uh, like Sin City, those you, you could almost say aren't comics. Uh-huh. They're like storyboards for the movie. Interesting. Because though, like when Robert Rodriguez, they did, did it, they did it pretty shot for shot, right? It is in a lot of say, uh, senses of the case. It is very shot for shot. Cool. It is very much what you see on the page is what you get on the screen. And that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And so that is really like, you cool. could point to that and go, see, that's... But, like, no, there's always exceptions. Yeah. And Sin City is the exception. So when they start making, like, American Godzilla movies... They haven't had a Godzilla J- Japanese movie since Final Wars. I was just about to ask that question, actually. Which was, I think, like, 2002 or 2004. It was early wow. 2000s. So, but there... I, yeah, my question was going to be, have there been other Japanese Godzilla films since uh, no. they started making American remakes? No. 
Hmm. And what actually, when I worked, I did an internship at Disney. Mm-hmm. And it was always confusing to me because when I did it, I was a couple years ago, so I was probably like 23. But like Mickey Mouse isn't a thing anymore. Like when mm-hmm. I was a kid, Mickey Mouse was kind of, kind of, you know, he's still like on a Disney bit of an things, icon, yeah. But he wasn't like in movies or no. like he had Fantasia or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't a thing that I could go to and find sources of enjoyment. But mm-hmm. he still was like the face of the company. Mm-hmm. But it was just always weird to me when I worked for Disney that kids would come up and like, oh, I'm such a big fan of Mickey Mouse. Like, why? Yeah, that's what has interesting. He done? Yeah. And so I think there are certain things, like, I would be very curious to see how people know of Godzilla. Uh-huh. Because, especially, like, people, I would be very curious to, like, put a poll up and ask people my age and then ask people, like, younger. Like, every five uh... years go down and ask, like, how do you know, like... One, who is Godzilla? Most people would be like, giant monster thing. Uh-huh. And then like, okay, have you seen any Godzilla movies? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm betting a lot of like people my age might say like, yeah, I've seen one or two. Or they'd say, yeah, I've seen the American one. Uh-huh. And that's like a different. Sure, like, sure, That would sure, have to be two sure. separate categories. Mm-hmm. But then as you go younger, like I'm still wondering if, like when I was a kid, Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. Dirty Harry was some guy, like you knew he was a tough Badass mm-hmm. cop who played by mm-hmm. his own rules. I'd never seen a Dirty Harry movie until I was like 18, 19. Yet I would go around, you know, make my day. You right, know, right, right, right. Do you, you feel lucky, punk? Like, I knew it. It was just such part of pop culture. culture. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, Godzilla's the same thing. He's such an image. He's such a, a like, iconic character. Kind of like King Kong. I mean, they've made King Kong movies since. But he, you know, it's just interesting to, like, he cemented his place in there and he kind of trickles in every now and then mm-hmm. he kind of mm-hmm. you know even though people have never seen a godzilla movie they still know if you say godzilla they could go oh, okay i have a picture yeah i know what you mean i have no idea what i would cite as why i know i've never seen i don't think i've ever seen any of the japanese films uh maybe i've seen you know clips right because i feel like that's iconic uh, but I've never seen one in its entirety. Um, yeah. I hope that doesn't. No. <laughs> like, I'm not going to make my friends sit down and watch them. Mm-hmm. Like, if they want to, like, sure, mm-hmm. we can, like, do a little marathon or mm-hmm. something. But, again, like, I Maybe don't I'll watch... Maybe I'll watch King Ghidorah, if yeah. that's your favorite it's, there's, I think there's, like, three of them. Okay. There's three of them. But, um, it's... Kind of like, I don't want to watch the movies with people who are just going to sit there and kind of Shit be on like, them. yeah, like, yeah. this is dumb. Yeah. Like, I want to watch them with people who are going to enjoy them. Appreciate kind it. of, I don't watch wrestling. Yeah. I, like, as, as a kid, I was kind of, um, it's fake. And, like, that's mm. a really stupid reason to not like mm. something. <laughs> like, everything's fake. It is. So, like, it's fake. But I don't watch wrestling at all. Mm-hmm. But Nick. Loves Nick, it. He, he, he watched it occasionally. Like, he watched it more... Well, a while ago, but mm-hmm. doesn't anymore. But mm-hmm. sometimes he'd do pay-per-views. And, like, when he did the pay-per-view, I'd come over and he'd have this, like, sheet. And, like, he'd thought, who's going to win this one? Who's going to win this oh, one? Cool. Like, he'd throw five bucks That in, seems like something he would then, do. Yeah. So, like, it made it fun because, like, I had something to actually root for. Like, I hope this guy wins. Sure. I, I, picked I picked him. him. Yeah. And some people, like, were strategizing because they knew the stories. They followed it But when I watched wrestling with the pay-per-views, with, like, he'd invite, you know, like, half a dozen or so people over... I wasn't going to be like, this is fake, you guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd have to ask a couple questions here. They're right. like, he just did a suplex powerbomb off the top ring. Yeah. Like, that's like the, or the top whatever. Rope. Top rope. Like, yeah. if you do something from the bottom rope, 
that's like kind of powerful. Middle rope is a little more like, but top rope is like full that's power. That's intense, yeah. So that's really like, You can still appreciate that regardless yeah. of the fact of knowing right. if it's and fake. So like, oh, that was really bad. Like that's that, that, cool. t- that hurt him a lot. Like, yeah. And he used his super move. Like wrestlers yeah. have these kind of super right. moves. Like right, 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 even right, though right. they're all the same. Yeah. If you use Very a super ancient. move, it like it's more dramatic. Right. So that's sure. what I, you know, when people, if someone wants to watch Godzilla with me, like. That's what it would be like. like I want to be like, oh man, super King Ghidorah mode. just like used this super shot. He, he took all three heads, shot them at the same point and made like a supernova. Like that's <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah, that is awesome. Cool. But, that's really cool. I would have no <laughs> concept of that being part of it, you know? Well, I think, like, this is harder in one movie, but I think one of the things that I really like about Godzilla that's carried over thematically into my movie-liking mindset Mm -hmm. is that the idea of, like, cinematic shortcuts, Mm -hmm. right? So if you take Godzilla as a genre, like Godzilla, single guy, he's kind of just the bad guy, army fights him, the end. Mm -hmm. Then they start introducing other monsters because he's so successful— and, like, Mothra has its own movie. Rodan has its own movie. But then they start, like, well, we got Godzilla. He's kind of the best one. Let's start having them fight each other. Mm-hmm. So then, like, Rodan fights Godzilla. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then Mothra starts fighting Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. But then, like, okay, well, how are we going to... Like, we have all these Earth-bound ones. Like, oh, nuclear bombs. That's They, they start making all these monsters. Huh. How can we increase the the threat of Godzilla? Like, you know... It's kind of, um, I call it Jack Bauer's syndrome. Okay. But it's, you could apply it to anyone, which is the very first season of 24, Jack Bauer saves a vice presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. It's not even the vice president. He's a candidate. And then, you know, it's like, okay, well, that was successful. We have to up the stakes. Gotcha. By the end of the series, by the end of season eight, like the last three seasons, he's saving the world. Of course. Every single time. He's of saving course. the world. So, like, you have to keep upping the stakes. Uh-huh. And so... The thing about King Ghidorah was he was like a space guy. And he was the king of this other planet. Oh, he ruled cool. through terror. So he wasn't just like so Godzilla. So it became universal. Right. He wasn't just Godzilla going after Japan. This thing was like destroying planets. Cool. He comes down and you're like, oh shit. Now Godzilla's got a real tough bad guy. Uh-huh. Godzilla beats him, of course. And then it's like, well, <laughs> how are we going to keep doing it? And then there's like space Godzilla and stuff. And you're like, okay, that's fine. What now? We really got to think of something. Yeah, robots, right? Like <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. Like when you say Mecha Godzilla, like automatically in your mind you know like all of the strengths, none of the weaknesses. He's a tough guy to beat Godzilla. Like you just know that's going to be a tough match because he's a mirror version. Mm-hmm. So like even if you've never seen Godzilla, you kind of know this is going to be a tough one. It is interesting that. That becomes the the pinnacle of your what you're calling Jack Bauer syndrome yeah. is man or or you know central character protagonist against himself or some version yeah. of himself. We have that in uh, we talked about this a little bit in planning our next Nerdlog show, but you have that in uh, Scott Pilgrim. I was just gonna say yeah, Nega yeah. Scott. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly, yeah. Nega Scott. But you know, like I mean, even though you haven't seen Godzilla, like that becomes a thing that. You know, the dark version is like Dark Link or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not Ex- a huge Link, like Legend of Zelda fan, but you know, Link and then uh-huh. Dark Link. There uh-huh. is, yeah, there's that idea that that mirror version. Uh huh. Go ahead. Yeah. Becomes, I mean, that was really all I was going to comment on is I think it's a really interesting uh, pattern that yeah. at a certain point, after you've fought all these other villains, after you've fought seven evil exes <laughs> uh, or whatever. 
whatever, fill in the blank, after yeah. you fought Mothra, Rodin, whatever, then it becomes you have to fight right. yourself in some version. But then here's this, okay? So he beats Mechagodzilla, and you're like, well, where are they going to go from there? Ready for this? <laughs> Mecha King Ghidorah. Really? And you're like, whoa, cool. excited. You're like, yeah. Oh shit, like, you already know King Ghidorah is a tough the bad badass. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, okay, and now you, like, once they establish robot versions uh-huh. are even tougher than Duh. their like, counterparts, it's like, okay, now we're gonna, like, how are we gonna top King, King, uh, Mecha Godzilla? Mecha King Ghidorah. And he's got, like, two silver heads, the one in the middle is gold, and, like, robot wings. That's and you're cool. like, oh, what? That's cool. So, yeah, kind of just that kind of thing. Those cinematic shortcuts of, like, mm-hmm. if you're a Godzilla fan, they don't have to go through and be like, hey, guys, like, Mechagodzilla is really tough, you know? They're right. Like, no, they're just like, hey, robot version. Yeah. You know. And, you know, I cite that a lot as a, a difference between film and TV is that in, in, in TV... Uh, you have characters already established. Sure, you have right. to have a solid first season to establish all these characters and all these storylines. And like you're saying, strengths and weaknesses. But once you get farther into the series, you have all of this to play with. And it's uh, in some ways easier to write for. Um, and in one film, you don't really get that luxury. Right. You have to set up the characters. I think that's why there's so much of a draw to to comic book characters and to um, it, serial films uh, because there is that shortcut. Uh, and and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. No. Uh, because I think it helps the quality of the film when they don't have to harp yeah. on this is what this person is good at. And, you know, this is his girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Right. Once you get to Iron Man 3, you know what, you know, you know what he's good at. You know what Tony Stark can do. You know Pepper Potts or whatever her name is. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting. In that, like, I don't watch, I don't like the Fast franchise. I, I've only seen the first two yeah, I mean, I'm not, it's just not my thing. Like, yeah. I think that there's things that are wrong with that franchise. Mm-hmm. not, like, wrong ethically or whatever. Right. But, like, there's things that I just don't like. Uh-huh. Um, but I've seen them all, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause, <laughs> whatever, but, um, like, that's, that's what why. I mean, though. You take in so yeah. much film. I, that <laughs> That's when I was saying that I think you know more about it. Like, Fast Five, though, was solid. Like, I would watch that movie regardless. But it's so weird to me because Fast Five also takes all the other four before it and combines them into one movie. And you have, like, a heist game. It's like the Ocean's Eleven of the Fast. So there's a lot of inside jokes, Mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff. But I think the reason why I liked it is because they just shortcut everything hmm. they're just like oh yeah this is the guy who does this and then like it just mm-hmm. lets you get into the fun faster mm-hmm. and even though i'm not like i'm not there to see and have fun with the fast gang i'm right. just there to have a fun time in general right that fact that like i get to bypass all this and i'm like if i'm gonna go to a fast movie i'm gonna buy into it Right. So I'm buying into it and I'm like having fun. Right. And Fast Five is a great time. That's like, I'm really super bummed that I didn't get a chance to see all the Twilight movies. Oh, like really? I saw the first one in theaters. So my yeah. mom wanted to go. Uh-huh. But I really like, by that time the last one ended, I really wanted to sit down, watch them all on DVD and go to like a midnight premiere of Twilight because I was thinking, I'm not there to see the movie. 
I'm there to be a part of cultural. The yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, super cultural. I don't. I couldn't care less about Twilight. But like, imagine going to a midnight premiere and not being like, "You guys are dumb." But like, hey, we're all gonna have a good time. Look right? at this. Like, yeah, I love a good midnight <laughs> premiere. I'm trying to remember the last time I went to one. It's been too long. Uh, I saw the last Harry Potter film at midnight. Oh, yeah. uh, that might be the last one um, that I. Went to. I know I was gonna see one of the uh, newer superhero movies at midnight, but I I didn't get a chance to. You know, being yeah. an adult. Ugh. Ugh. Go to sleep, man. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, uh, now that I work at a movie theater, we sort of sometimes we get to pre-screen then. Cool. Like, ah, all right, I guess I'll. <laughs> uh, I should wrap this up. Yeah. It has gone on pretty long, uh, but as you said. Um, I probably, we're probably, I think we're earning. Yeah, I think it's a good, it's a good time. <laughs> hopefully people will buy into this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we've used cinematic or like conversational <laughs> short. <laughs> and by the, we've, uh, Jack Bowered it by the end. Yeah. Uh, cause we're just going to conquer all of the toughest topics right here. Uh, so how do you think that your love of Godzilla has, um, influenced your life uh, in general and creatively? Uh, well, creatively, like, there's definitely things that, I mean, like, when I watch movies, I try to, I for a long time I did this specifically, but, like, I, I have the ability to watch things objectively. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I, like, again, if I go to, like, Twilight or Fast, I'm not into it, so I have more of an objective mindset. Mm-hmm. But if I go to things I like... I'm super subjective. I don't think like sure. I got to the point where I was reading enough movie reviews and stuff where like as long as you can communicate that subjectiveness, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. So like when I write about Godzilla, I'm not just writing about a Godzilla movie like, well, the aliens came and then this monster fought. I'm writing about my love of Godzilla. I totally agree with you. And so that's kind of part of it, just like owning up to what you like. I think there's a pretty fine line between things that I think are the best and things that I think are my favorites. Yeah. And so, like, uh, like Godzilla kind of helped me own up to that idea of, like, favorite versus best. And, like, mm-hmm. I just like Godzilla's mm-hmm. stuff. So, I, like, I'm going to be nicer and kinder to it. I'm going to, like, if I was to write about it, mm-hmm. I do that. There's another thing, like, um, there's something in movies. Like, Godzilla, everything that I just, I can't explain why I like it. Mm-hmm. But there's, um, in Godzilla, King Ghidorah is my favorite. He mm-hmm. was first King Ghidra. Then they kind of changed it to King Ghidorah, but he's also known on his home planet as Monster Zero. Okay. So, like, I like that idea of characters having multiple names mm-hmm. or multiple, like in The Matrix, it's Neo, Mr. Anderson, oh. the Anomaly, uh, to the Oracle, kind of like the Chosen One. And all of those names mean something different. Cool. Like, to the, to the computer, the Anomaly is like the, the one we can't explain to, uh, to Mr. Anderson. Uh-huh. It's Mr. Smith, he's Mr. Right. Anderson, and, like, you got that, and then Neo. the only way that he can, yeah. Right, so, like, you have all these different things that mean all these different things to different characters. I like that, and mm-hmm. that kind of, when I go back to it, it's like, it's Godzilla, mm-hmm. King of the Monsters. Oh, uh, you know I mean? like, cool. He's got these different titles uh-huh. and epithets and uh-huh. stuff. Liz- lizard, what is it, Terrible Lizard? What am I thinking of? Um, I, I know, <laughs> <No>. yeah. Um, <laughs> But like, so yeah, I just, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. It's like um, cinematic shortcuts and stuff. I can't mm-hmm. explain why I like the things that I do about Godzilla. It's just, mm-hmm. I 
do. Mm-hmm. And I, like, it bothers me that I can't explain it. Right. I write reviews and stuff. I try to write critically. Uh, but um, it's also influenced me because, I mean, I make some, some like, short comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. We've made some short stuff. And, like, I'm really trying to sit down. Like, I'm 27. So I got kind of, like, I work at a movie theater. I'm working my way up the theater chain uh-huh. management stuff. But I'm like, it's kind of now or never, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I got to make something. Like, I got to really have something on my reel that mm-hmm. doesn't really exist other than, like, a YouTube channel. Of sure. Silly, goofy stuff. Sure. I got to have something that I can fucking own up to, show out to the world, and be like, this is what I am capable of. hmm So... I sat down and everything I think of just like, if I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep it small. Two characters in a room, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. by the end of it, you know, they're it's, saving the world. They're right, the right, right, right. But I sat down, I had this idea of Godzilla and somehow I just like formed it with film noir. Cool. And I was like, what if I made a Godzilla movie that was also a film noir? And cool. I had two options. Either I could go like the SNL route like oh, like this is a silly like ah, exactly right or I could go Sincere. full on like love letter to film noir and Godzilla uh-huh. so I wrote it's I, I'm not proud of the page length it's 25 pages which is like in that no man's land of like it's too long is it to a be short, a short film it's too short to be a be feature. a feature but I wrote that and it's very much like it's a film noir they use film noir language. It's human actors. So, you know, like Rodan is Rhonda. Oh. Mothra is Martha. But Godzilla is still Godzilla. Cool. So, like, they call him Godzilla. And he, like, his background is, like, he used to be a bad guy. Then he kind of became a cop. But now he's in it for himself. <laughs> right? Which mirrors, like, Godzilla used to be a bad guy. Uh-huh. And he kind of became, became a good guy. And now he's taken, like, how many years? Ten years off. There's not been a Godzilla movie. Uh-huh. So he's kind of like... A PI. He's just taking individual cases cool. on his own. And uh, so, like, all the characters, their backgrounds and their language is influenced by their kaiju characters. So, I'm hopefully looking to shoot that. That's really cool. Like, in February. I knew, um, I think you may have mentioned it to me at some point, but I also talked yeah. to Nick about it at some point as well that that was a project that you wanted to work yeah. on. Yeah. And I mean, I'm really, like, it's. I'm so proud of the ending because by the ending, if you're a Godzilla fan, it's it'll satisfying. blow your mind. Like, cool. It's so good. I'm uh-huh. so proud of it. But it, again, it's like 25 pages. Who's going to sit down for like a 25 minute movie? But I think like, honestly, I think that if I just make it and worry about all that stuff later, like that first five minutes, if it brings you in, you're on for a ride. And it like, it's, it followed. It's a film noir story too. And it's not like at first I was worried that it'd just be like, Okay, Godzilla talks to Rodan, Godzilla talks to King Kong, and they mm-hmm. kind of, like, whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. this is a movie where a character comes in, gives him a case, he doesn't know anything about it, so he's got to kind of work his way around and figure clues out. He's got to kind of bluff some people. This then is he all gets, Godzilla. He gets, yeah, he gets a crucial piece of evidence, and then he has to go back to that core group of people he went to before and, like, twist everything in his favor. He's got to manipulate them using that one piece of information. That's cool. So, like, it's a full-on film noir story. Uh-huh. It's just that the character is called Godzilla. Uh-huh. And it's, so it's not like people in suits. Uh-huh. 
It's I was just people. about to ask. But, like, you know, like, hopefully, like, his tie would be green or something. You know, like, there'd be hints. Oh, okay, there'd yeah. There'd be hints at When it. you said Godzilla is Godzilla, I was like, oh, so he's still the monster. But no. you just meant name-wise. Right. Got it's it. like, well, there's, like, a line where, you know, it's, like, Martha and um, Giovanni is Ghidorah and the Kingpin is King Kong. He's the Kingpin. That's so <laughs> cool, Brad. <laughs> that so, is so cool. But there's a line where his name is Godfreyzilla. So she's oh, like, oh, are you Godfreyzilla? Godfrey. And he's like, yeah. But call me Godzilla. And you're like, oh, what's like, oh, in the movie, it's kind of cheesy, but... No, that's cool. Godzilla is yeah. cheesy, but it, like, he owns up to it. He's like, no, call me Godzilla. And that sounds like, awesome. Kind of stuff, so... Like, I can't of, wait to, for you to... Yeah. Like, one of the big shooting. things in the movie, this is, like, the last thing, but, you know, in, like, film noirs or in, like, um, Escape from New York, mm-hmm. there's, like, oh, Snake Plissken, I thought you were dead. There's always that thing that kind of haunts the character. Sure. And the thing that haunts this character is, like, I heard you can breathe fire. <laughs> and people are, like, trying to figure out, is it just because he smokes? He's known for smoking. Oh. Is it because, like, he verbally can attack people and, like, you know, like, light up things, like, with cool. using his words? Uh-huh. Like, people are trying to figure out what that means. Uh-huh. And, like, it's it's awesome. That sounds awesome. great. So I, I, uh, I knew that that was something you were working on. And I think it's awesome that you have such a specific citation of, a way that Godzilla is affecting or influencing you yeah. creatively. And that's like, that's why when I was thinking of all the things to talk, cause I mean, I listen to the podcast yeah. every week and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is great. No, I'm not in Chicago anymore. I don't know if I can do it. I'm coming back. To yeah. Time. yeah. I'm really glad it worked and out. And I like, I would have approached you if you didn't approach me. But, <laughs> and don't worry about it. But I was so excited and I was like, Oh, what am I going to talk about? Cause I have lots of things I like, mm-hmm. obviously movies of some sort, mm-hmm. but like, Obviously Godzilla, because I'm doing this thing. Like, if I picked of all things to do for like my first foray into uh-huh. real like, fun, like I'm something I'm you, going, you like, really want to produce right yeah. now after passion this, actually, project. Yeah, right now I'm going to meet with a cinematographer. Cool. Who, like, I was wondering if he, you're he's done some HBO good. pilot stuff. And awesome. So it's like I'm going to talk to someone. Like we're gonna fucking make this happen. Cool. Like, what's the first thing? Like, why not? If I get to do it on my own terms, I love Godzilla so much. That? Why wouldn't I do like? That I'm hoping that by using Godzilla, that passion of just filmmaking and storytelling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is going to come through full force. So cool. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm very nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great, Brett. Oh, man, this has been awesome. I know we could keep talking, but it's already been, it's probably going to be longer than an hour. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you might be the first. Well, I take that back. Uh, there's going to be one that's two people. So I did a podcast with two people Ooh. and I, because it's two people, I was like, oh, of course this can be longer. Right. So this might be the second one that goes over an hour, but first episode with one person. Oh yeah. Podcast first. Life achievement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I say at the end of every episode I and did. it is very true here. Brett, I love you and I mean that. Oh, I love you and I mean that too. Yay. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. 
I am grabbot23548x.